week on Keeping Up with the Joneses, we sit down with Jordan Quinn of Social Key Relations. Jordan manages a roster of parent influencers and helps build brand relationships. We talk about the power of influencers, the importance of a strong brand partnership, using kids in your content, and celebrate the recent launch of her book, Corkscrewed. Let's talk about how you would describe what you do. Absolutely. So I consider myself an influencer marketer. Um, What I essentially do is I manage over like 10 Canadian mommy bloggers. Um, But the reason I think I would call myself an Instagram marketer as opposed to an Instagram manager is because I'm doing so much more than just simply pushing paper and getting contracts signed for them. I'm really helping to promote them and promote their brands and essentially market them to agencies and different brands and things like that. Right. So how would you... Do you think that by using the like when we're when we're talking about influencers and influencer culture, is influencer marketing the right term we should all be using? Is that like a right way to categorize? I believe so. I believe doing? that. Yeah, I think that um, essentially that's what what they're doing when they're producing content for brands and stuff like that. It's a force a new form of marketing. So that's the term I would use. Yeah, yeah. And when you're doing it for the mommy bloggers or your talent, I guess I shouldn't just yeah. call them. No, I love that. Calling them that too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, no. Is that okay? Yeah, I feel for the most part, mommy influencers, some of them don't even have a blog anymore. Like, it's become so Instagram, but Mm -hmm. I still, so I'm trying to, I suppose, get out of the, get out of my own way and using the term mommy blogger, because you're right, they aren't all. And that's a funny thing to talk about, actually, because on Instagram, you don't own that platform, right? right? So if we all woke up tomorrow, and there was no Instagram, no Instagram, what would you be able to do yourself, I guess, as a manager and how many of your talent and your clients would still exist? So to be honest, most of them, majority of them, um, that being said, they wouldn't exist in the same capacity that they are now because Instagram is for all of them, their primary, um, platform. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I do as their manager is really encourage not only, you know, exploring having your blog, like your own domain and owning that property, um, but exploring other options, um, for growing their brand. So for example, I'm working on a a book with one of my influencers to help grow that brand, a product line with another, like having a brand that exists outside the social space is so important for that very reason. Like you said, we could wake up and Instagram's gone tomorrow. So um, right now, you just kind of say a little prayer. But yeah, um, yeah that's set in there set for the long term. How do you find when you get proposals from brands, for mm-hmm. example, that are, I'm assuming at this time, very heavily focused on Instagram? Yeah. Do you find that you're feeling you might need to push back on them to say they also can do a a vlog, they also have a blog to kind of get content up on these separate places, or you think your talent right now can just kind of take that content that is Instagram specific for this mm-hmm. campaign, but repurpose it. So for starters, it's always great when brands approach me and already have their have done their research on my influencers and understand that like one of the best examples I can give Lazy Moms. She um, does a lot of really great stuff on Instagram, but her primary platform is her blog. She gets a ton of unique monthly visitors there still. Like Mm -hmm. that is, she operates under both, but her blog is very successful for her. So that's something I remind brands of if they haven't already looked at their blog. Um, But it's also something that I especially um, 
encourage brands to consider when they have, um, say, multiple products that they're trying to promote. It's like, let's not do a carousel on Instagram. Let's have a long-form blog post. Right, right. And that there are other options. It doesn't just have to be this one static post. Exactly. Influencer marketing isn't just Instagram. It just happens to, at this point in time, look really lively on that platform. But that's not exactly. not where it ends. Like, exactly. Like, end all be all. I mean, there's there's the Twitter and the Facebook, which neither is overly, yeah. But I'd say right now, for me, it's um, definitely a lot of blog, um, Instagram, a little bit of YouTube, not so much with my mom's. But that seems to be the primary. Yeah. When you get a request from a brand and they haven't done as much research on your talent, I guess, Mm -hmm. as you you have hoped, how do you kind of approach that with your influencer by saying, you know, this is what they want you to do. I know we can make this work, but it's not really – they don't understand how you can play this out properly. So how do you kind of go about educating the brand on how – Um, your talent tells their stories. So I guess part of my responsibility as their manager or their marketer is to completely understand their brand inside and out. So Mm -hmm. while I operate under social cue just for my own branding, at the end of the day, I'm an extension of each of theirs, right? Right. So um, to be honest, if a request comes in and there's an ask from a client already about one of, like specifically about one of my girls and they're asking for something that's just maybe they won't see the ROI, I guess, on it. Um, I won't even involve my influencer in it until mm-hmm. I, I will go right back to the brand and let them know. And, and my girls are trusting me with that. They, they That's the expectation is that by the time it gets to them, it's a little bit more fine-tuned. Right. It's kind of, it's The expectations are set. They know what the deliverables are, and it's going to match exactly. with what they want exactly. to do. Exactly, yeah. There are times, though, to your point where I'm like, listen, they just don't want a blog post, but this Instagram we can totally make work. And then they're like, okay, trust you. Let's move forward. Yeah. Because sometimes I I find that, you know, here at Jones, we obviously get proposals from brands quite often. And I do find sometimes there is still a disconnect of the brand wanting um, influencer marketing, but having a hard time actually understanding what that means. And how the talent is actually involved. You know, like we, we have this conversation a lot. Um, we want the, in, the influencer to remain authentic. Yes. But we want them to say it like this. Yes. And it's like, okay, this is where we have to talk. Because yeah. those are actually two separate things. And that's where we are in the middle yes. of these two people. And I, I, I'm going to go out and say it, and I think that all of them would agree. Like, my influencers are are stubborn. They have a brand. They've created a brand and people are approaching them because they like what they see. Yeah. For that brand. Exactly. (laughs) So they get very frustrated when they're like, okay, but now I'm so scripted. And it's kind of, it is, it's one of those, it's, I don't know, you have to tread water. And I I get it on your end too. It's like, we have to find that balance. Yeah. It's all like, how do we manage the expectation that the brand still wants brand visibility. They are paying the talent to represent them in some capacity. Um, And yet we need the talent to do that, but from their point of view, but that's also appropriate Mm -hmm. for the brand and it all has to make sense. And sometimes it just doesn't in the end. And then sometimes it's just frustrating for one or the other. Yeah, absolutely. I think that like for things to go as seamlessly as possible, I think it's just about transparency. So one thing that I try so hard to, um, when it comes 
to advocating for my influencers, which is obviously something that I'm supposed to be there for. <laughs> yeah. um, it's just reiterating to the brands that like, listen, the person that knows outside of myself what performs best is the influencer themselves. So we can totally do something the way you want. Actually, that's typically not. A lot of them won't sell out like that. But yeah. we could try and do exactly what you're asking, but it's not going to have the same, it's not going to meet your KPIs. And that's kind of where you have to prioritize, right? Um, what's more important here? Mm-hmm. That the message comes across authentically and gets the authentic engagement because the talent's audience really resonates because they understand how they're putting this information forward and mm-hmm. that's what they're used to mm-hmm. from the influencer. Or is it just more important that you have this person put out whatever the brand line is yeah. and if it doesn't do as well too bad because you wanted it set a specific way like you yeah. there has to just be a breaking point where someone has to decide that yeah. we're going to cut our loss here I'm going to decide that yeah. <laughs> I think the former is more important and I will argue that of course because it's sort of more leaning towards my side of things but I just I the other thing that we can't always control on Instagram is the comments that you get from followers the mm-hmm. amount of times that you know we've kind of done things the latter way yeah and then the comment section just blows up with your sell out you're a this you're a that mm, right. and that's not going to resonate well for the brand either like yeah. that's horrible exposure and then that's the influencer not... is like I don't want to do that exactly again. Yeah. and so I do believe that the best way is is to for the brand to understand but I mean at the end of the day how long has influencer marketing been around like it's it's still a baby and the the, the funny thing I have about that too is let's say we get quite a few requests and you would know this specifically for families, right? Yeah. Moms and kids. Yeah. And then I'll have people come and say, okay, but we we'll, we'll, we need kids who are 14, 15, 16 years old. And we have to remind them that, okay, possible. However, the mommy influencers are a younger age themselves as moms. Sure. So their kids just don't happen to be 16 years old because that wasn't yeah. a thing. Like when my mom existed she wasn't just like I mean she exists still I don't know why I said it like that she still exists Um, my mom wasn't just like she's very ahead of her time she's like she's a CEO of a company but it wasn't like she was just promoting me online she was in different ways like when I was in eighth grade I was had a column in her newsletter love it but like otherwise she would have definitely gone this route because she understands that that's a a thing right but the kids on influencer or in influencer families are like three, mm-hmm. maybe nine. Yeah, if you're really lucky. So I have one one of my moms that's out west, Haiti Lopez. Mm-hmm. She has an 11 year old, and that's the oldest one. I oh yeah, an 11 and an eight year old is kind of the older ones I have. Haiti was a teen mom, so that's sort of her angle a lot. Right. Um. But yeah, that's the oldest I have. And you know what's really interesting too is I have this conversation with my moms often and you and I have actually had this conversation before I believe as well mm-hmm. that they hit a certain age where they no longer want to be in the camera and yes. that's the one thing I love about my moms is that um, they all have different techniques to getting their kids involved in programs they all um, some of them actually earn money right. by participating and it goes towards their college so I think that that's really cool it's like their first job as well you know yes. like you're in this so um, and thank you for your time so here is some money and a toy you know like there's different <laughs> yeah. ways of negotiating with your kids but yeah to your point I'll, for the most part the um, other than the 8 year old and the 11 year old I think I have I have a 6 year old 
That's it. So. And I think that's a really good point to bring up that maybe brands sometimes have to reconsider is that, yes, maybe I do have an 11-year-old or even a 14-year-old, but that's a whole other murky water of asking. They've do got you, their own platform. They have their yeah. own platform. Do you even want to be on mom's account? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want a different name? Like what? Now you have a whole other involvement that just wasn't a thing even a year ago, let's say. Like, I'm sure you saw that. This is what we were talking about that in this previous conversation is the article where the daughter had asked the mom uh, for a laptop and then, like, Googled her name, saw all these blog posts, and was kind of just like, what is all of this? You never asked me. Yeah. And then, yeah, eventually I said, like, Didn't she end up using a pseudonym? Yeah. Yeah, and I still think that's... Me too, because the mom actually wrote, like, I can't stop writing like that was the point yeah Yeah. that's her job so the daughter ended up picking up a new picking a new name and now the mom has to get everything approved but still yeah I agree I'm kind of like well she asked you not to like I like that I didn't I didn't realize the I guess I forgot the approval process yeah like I would I would request the same thing and I think that's where I I have my own personal opinions um about just little things like bathtub photos yeah like there's always there there are certain where you go okay so this is no longer fully your identity you know, and it's it's interesting too. Like a whole other layer added to this is the husband's involvement. Like yes. sometimes they they really have a strong opinion about the kids' involvement in certain things. Yeah. And I have some moms whose husbands say, like, listen, the kids can be in thirty percent of your photos. You know, and and I respect that. Yeah, that, I, that I really has to do be respect a, that. There has to be a conversation at this point Absolutely. because probably also at the beginning when they were starting their Instagram and this was kind of taking off, it was a little bit more like, it's funny that the kids They're adorable. They're so cute. This is a cute thing. And now it's like, wow, we make money, first Mm -hmm. of all, off of this. And the kids' faces are in it. They don't really have Mm -hmm. a choice of like, are are they going to grow up on the internet like this? Right? It's like, it's definitely, probably if you had done it a few years ago, not a big deal. But now when you're making this conscious decision that this is your business that involves your children... I think it's cool for either parent to say yes or There has to be a no limitation. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I respect that. And I so respect the moms that sort of go, you know what, my eldest daughter is kind of, you know, not so into it anymore. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's no longer focus on that. Very interestingly, though, um, Joanna, Lazy Moms, one of my moms in Montreal, uh, is one of the ones whose eldest daughter just, she just doesn't love it anymore. And she's like, cool. So she and um, another wonderful influencer based out of Montreal, um, Hey Maka, mm-hmm. have partnered together and created um, a studio called Collab, which I'm involved with as well. Okay. And the whole idea behind Collab is um, that it's actually just a content creation studio. So Joanna Anna goes in there every day and gets to create content that doesn't necessarily live on her page, but she can create it for brands. Right. So she can still do what she loves, which is creating that content. Yeah. Um, and sometimes she'll use her kids for those things. You know, obviously there are higher rates for things like that, but um, yeah, it, there's an adjustment period. I think that each of these moms with younger kids is going to go through as their kids start to hit that, like past the toddler stage where they have to go, okay, so either they're willing to continue or I have to take my skill set and apply it elsewhere. And do you find that content creation as a standalone mm-hmm. is becoming more and more needed and maybe like more majority of in demand. Yeah. Specifically, I would say based on um, paid targeting mm-hmm. where not so much we don't really need the influencer. Right. We need to boost their some. yeah, we yeah. need their name, sure. 
and we need them to create the content because that's the look and feel as mm-hmm. a brand I need. But I'll get more out of it if we just have you create it, but me as a brand kind of do the behind the scenes work. Do you find that content creation is kind of more in demand now? Yeah, absolutely. In one of two ways. So um, I have a couple moms. One of them is Christina Michelle. She was formerly known as Motherhood and Stilettos. She's in Montreal as well outstanding photography and I actually feel that the majority of her content or, or the majority of the contracts that we get together mm-hmm. are content creation right. and it's, it's brands like Walmart and it's brands like L'Oreal and um, brands like Montelier that are taking the content that she creates and posting on their own channels um, just because she takes such beautiful beautiful photos um, that they wouldn't otherwise necessarily have the tools to create on their own. Right. So there's that. There. Then there's the other thing where, um, kind of exciting, I actually just recently um, signed a dad. So that yes. was just kind of cool. Aww. I was like, yes. <laughs> um, so Life with Benjamin, he is a Calgary-based dad, and he creates these super, super cool um very photoshopped, whimsical images of him and his son. Yes, okay. And um, his photoshopping cap- capabilities are like, beyond yeah they're just out there (laughs) and so one of the things I really see for him as we start working together is like listen you have a skill set and we're gonna get you contracts for your own platform but I really do see him creating more content for other brands that want that like forced perspective photography and things like that that he's capable of doing it's so crazy how so many of the influencers that I know personally either started out as a photographer or became photographers because you just had to nail you that skill. That's you, yeah. You do because it, it's what separates the good influencers from the I wouldn't even call them influencers. Right. Like not to be rude. That's what it takes. That's your resume. And especially from a brand, a brand perspective, like um, a selfie of you and I just isn't going to cut. No. Oh, of you and I, it would. Well, but like, <laughs> yeah. but like true, true. in general, yeah. yeah it, none of my girls use iPhones, obviously, yeah. or like a phone. They all have some kind of DSLR camera that they're using, and and a ring light. Like everything, everything. is so well put together. Yes, and it's a production. It now. is, which is why some of them are really looking towards having studios because right. depending on you know where they're at, we live in Canada. You can't get a whole bunch of. You get some real cloudy gray days like today. Yeah. Yes, yes. And so they need that um, that lighting and the and they need all that and to I do think their job. For brands, sometimes they forget that that this is not just you know me taking my kid out onto the driveway, snapping a quick photo on my phone, throwing a filter on it, and sending it back to you. That that's just not the process of how this. I appreciate works. you saying that. <laughs> I, I appreciate you saying that because I feel like some people and followers and everything believe that that's the case. Oh, so I show sure. appreciate appreciate you saying that because there's so much that goes into it. Like I couldn't even imagine. So I picked up photography myself just out of interest because right. of what they've done. And I couldn't even imagine trying to, I'm sitting there trying to take photos of my like squirmy boyfriend. I couldn't even imagine <laughs> what toddlers. it would be like. Yes. Toddlers. <laughs> like there's, there's a lot that goes into this. And, um, in terms of their branding and stuff like that, it, it's not just one filter. It's a bunch of editing that goes into these images and just, there's a lot of time. It's an art. It really is. And I think like that is definitely an educational piece for, Brands who are new into the space, mm-hmm, who are trying mm-hmm. to break out, and brands who aren't traditionally as creative. Um, I would say not to like knock anyone, but like Adidas, Nike, they've got it pretty under control. They understand a creative cool. aspect. Yeah. They know. Other legacy brands don't have that same 
uh, appreciation. Yeah, that's yeah, they haven't moved with the times quite. The They're same. just like we need to do this influencer <laughs> marketing thing. But how? What is someone deal yeah. with it? And then it's like, oh, it's obviously quick. Like these moms are just at home all day waiting for me to send them a contract that's what it is. and book yeah. this project, and then they'll be done in a in a weekend. And it's yeah. like, hold on, yeah, not what you're paying for at no. all here. And some of my moms are working moms. Like right. insane working moms. Like crazy hours, leaders in their industries. Like, yeah. And this started as a side gig that has now blown up. And uh, although it does bring me quite a bit of joy though when, you know, I've had one of my moms leave her corporate job because yes, she was able to. Yes, they can to, be their own boss. Yeah, oh, cool. and, I, yes. and I love that. And she gets to spend more time with her child. But, um, but yeah, it's they are not sitting there waiting for And um, as someone who's going uh, from, like, the corporate world, so saying, like, I know a few influencers who ha- this has allowed them to kind of follow more of their own personal passions, passions yeah. um, but still create a business out of it. Mm-hmm. And running your own business is double the time, the effort, the money, because it's all you, right? So I think that another part of this is that brands, yes, I might be the my own boss. I run this blog, and I'm doing quotations for listeners because that's kind of sometimes how it feels brands talk about it. But I am a mom, for example, from a corporate world. Mm-hmm. I know how to put in the Absolutely. effort and like driven. And so I'm not just sitting at home drinking mimosas as we are yes, right now. Are. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like I have a work ethic that I have a degree. been, a de- right. Yeah. I've a been managing like a huge clientele for 20 years. It's not that this is now a walk in a park no business. And again, I appreciate you saying that. It's um, amazing how I'm actually like in my head trying to count how many of my moms actually come from a public relations background or a marketing background right. like specifically. And this was something that um, they started on their mat leaves right. as a creative outlet. And then they kind of went, oh, I'm actually doing okay. Like I might just keep this up. Or they've gone back to their PR backgrounds. But it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot of marketers. It's a lot of um, PR people or photographers, like you said. Mm-hmm. Or media personnel. Like, there's a ton of very smart, very educated people that have created a business, which I think is also very smart and very important on their part. Um, And I wish that they, yeah, got the recognition and the respect that I think that they deserve. But I think, to your point, they're viewed as a mom with a camera. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, and it's definitely, as we said, just so much more than that. And I wonder, so what are your, like, what are your thoughts on the reputation, I guess, that some influencers have? Either, you know, they're very demanding in what they require to work with mm-hmm. or how the public perceives someone who's an influencer um, like an how your friends or- yeah like I mean my parents for example just think it's all a joke right mm-hmm. like there's no way that someone is just paid to post on this they don't right I mean my dad thinks that my mom doesn't think that um, you know how do, how do you find like the the tone of being an influencer outside of art we're obviously heavily involved so we right. know what's I'm so happening. in the world that I almost am not numb don't get me wrong to yes. the rest of it but my parents are a great example I think that for the longest time there wasn't a full understanding of exactly what it is that I do but um excited to say that like a week from now I will have done this for a year had my own business yay. doing this yay. yay and um I think for them to see that 
you know, I take a cut of what these people do, and I'm sustaining my lifestyle. This is not a free They're kind of going, whoa. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, so they're, they're quite impressed. I can tell you that, you know, not to talk about, like, my personal life when it comes to this, because I understand we're focusing on my influencers, but um, the phone thing can become an issue with mm. me and my boyfriend specifically. Yes. You know, like, um, so many of my girlfriends, um, their New Year's resolution was turning on that, I think you even did this, didn't the timer. you? The timer. Yes, I did. Yeah, and uh, I don't have the luxury of doing that. Right. And I, I, at this point, I'm not even viewing it as a luxury. I enjoy being on Instagram and stuff like that. And I'm, I really am monitoring my moms or other moms and, you know, the brands that we're working with and things like that, um, as well as my friends and my my personal, like, following. But um, it's a difficult world, I suppose. Yeah. Like You you don't want to look like you're just on your phone all the time. Yeah. Because you're not. Yeah. Like, that's not what's as you're yeah. not scrolling on Instagram just to like be in a rabbit hole for two hours for sure. And I feel that that's the misconception sometimes. Right. And I do I do think that in terms of what we talked about earlier on how it's perceived to be an easy gig, right? Like, oh, it must mm-hmm. be so easy for her to put a bikini on and then promote whatever hair product or yeah. whatever. I love that she had to be in a bikini um, for the hair product. Yeah, too. Right. It really helped. <laughs> yeah. It really like, helped with the lights. This is yeah. like what they're going through <laughs> yeah. to get. You know, it's like that's not the case. They're not, you know, influencer culture isn't just a bunch of people on their phone um, wasting time scrolling and getting sent free product for the heck of it. Mm-hmm. Like there is strategy behind this. There are partnerships that are dream partnerships for people. There's what I really want to talk about now is like how important it is for brands and how relevant it is for brands to get into influencer marketing and have actual ambassadors talking to real people yeah, that real connect people with them on a daily about their product. Like how do you how do you think that brands can either get into influ- influencer marketing right now or what what would you say about like how can we get more brands to get on board with this culture? before A, it implodes and all of a sudden now there is no more. Listen, I don't, or, like, don't scare me like that. Yeah. I think one thing um, that's important to keep in mind is that is who you're trying to reach. I mean, millennials specifically, I fall into that category. And I know, what, what do they call the people below us? Like the, the Gen younger Z. ones? Gen Z. Is, yeah. So they're not millennials? No. Okay, so Gen Z is probably even more so like influenced. One of, one of them. Yeah. Influenced by. For sure. This. Um, Almost every purchase I make is is influenced by right. Instagram. Okay. It really is. Yes. And I, so I, I'm, I'm speaking as a consumer as well as yeah. obviously a marketer. Same. But um, I, that's where I'm. That's where my eyes are glued. You know, I, I watch Netflix where there aren't commercials, so you're not going to yes, get me on true. the commercials. I'm taking. Um, I'm taking Ubers and I'm on my phone, so I'm not looking at billboards. Like me, even the screen that's in taxis. Like, you know, when they have a screen in taxi. Exactly. exactly. Like, it's like, no. It, it, meet me where I am, you know? Make it con- convenient for me because I'm all about convenience. Like, if you want to reach me, that's where I'll be. And a lot of those sort of, you know, young 30s, late 20 moms, that's where they are as well. And I think, um, you know, speaking specifically to um, mommy bloggers, I think that they're really the OG influencer. I think that, you know... Um, from the time that, you know, they were born to now, mm-hmm. there have been huge changes in products and, you know, the way that motherhood looks and operates. So, yeah, you're going to go to your own mom and ask her those questions about, I don't know, 
We're not there yet. We don't know. We don't know. (laughs) But the first thing you're going to do is like Google, like what the hell am I supposed to do? And there's going to be a blog that's going to pop up. And then there's going to be a product that a mom is going to post. And you're going to be like, my kid would love that. Yeah. I really feel like they, um, you're reaching the bright people if you are on Instagram right now. And I feel that some things that brands also forget is that not only is it that I'm connecting with these influencers who that is their job. Um, let's say my one of my friends recently has had a baby, and on her Instagram, she's always talking about this uh, moving sleep thing Kay. that they put the baby yep. in. I don't know. Um, it, like, rocks. rocks. <laughs> and she always, like, she, she is not paid to do this, but she got this particular machine from an influencer now she's posting that like oh the influencer wasn't lying like oh, wow it's so actually she learned a, about it through the influencer yes yeah and exactly. now she's like this is a real miracle yeah. for sleeping babies it's a ripple effect and she didn't even like that's not a brand that's just her honestly saying like hey other moms this is a, the real yeah. deal it's not bs from like a paid advertising yeah um so how do we keep the authenticity of our influencers and we as we know we have to say when it's sponsored when it's an ad which I think is I think is not a controversial subject I definitely think people should has it right and like you have to say that Mm -hmm. but I think there is a way sometimes in over the holidays do I feel like it's overdone personally yes Yes. like my whole feed is just like ad 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 whatever but how do we you know, encourage brands and also tell them the story that the hashtag sponsored hashtag ad is not a negative reflection on the post. I think that a great example is if you have an agent or if you have just a um, an influencer that is operating under integrity, which all of my girls are, I can tell you that. Right. Um, if they don't want to promote the product, they're not going to promote the product. If they don't believe in the product, they're not going to promote the product. Like, yeah. you have to keep in mind that they aren't they aren't suffering they don't necessarily need every paycheck yes. that comes their way they don't need every opportunity that comes their way so um, they're only going to be promoting things that are relevant to their family relevant to them um, and something that they believe in at least that's what I encourage all of my girls to do yeah don't sell out and make sure that you are keeping it honest less for less for yourself and more for your followers because for that very reason like let's let's promote the products that are going to make their lives easier especially these new moms you yes. know they're they some of their friends might not be having babies yet they need a communities and like you are leading their community you are a part of that community um so let's make sure that we're doing them a service um so I think that that's that's part of it just trusting in the integrity of those influencers yeah and I think that when you take I guess how how do we ensure that or how can you tell you think that someone's post is full of integrity because there is definitely a line now where Mm -hmm. there are Influencers who will just take anything. Yeah. At this point. Yep, for sure. Um, but also, like we were saying earlier, a lot specifically of your clients, they didn't start this all as their job. No. Right? Yeah. So, like, they honestly started from a creative aspect, looking to share stuff. It just happened over mat leave. So, they don't need every opportunity because it wasn't ever about money. Right. But now, when it, it when money is involved, when money how is, do we know that there's yes. still that same integrity? Yeah. A great example I can give you is one of the other things I'm trying to get my moms to do is to also take on campaigns that are for themselves, not always just about baby. Mm-hmm. So recently, um, Jasmine Shannon, who is Lemons for Days, was asked to do a great skincare line. And she's like, would love to try it out. 
I'm going to need a month to try it out. So right. have the brand send me the product. I'm going to test it out. She'll likely do some stories to talk about testing it out in the interim. And she goes, and then assuming I love the product, yeah, I'll talk about it. Um, another thing is, is she is really great when she's still breastfeeding and she's looking into the nitty gritty fine print to make sure that every product that she's using or that she's it's promoting safe. is yeah. safe. Because... If she doesn't look into it, somebody else is going to look into it and somebody's going to call her out. Yes. So I think that um, brands need to understand, they need to do their research to see who they want to work with and make sure that when they're reaching out, they're reaching out to people that they believe would have interest um, in promoting it and are at a place and time where they can. Yeah. But secondly, I think um, the brand needs to understand that these influencers, they have to uphold their personal integrity as well. So let's shift gears a little bit and talk about you. Oh, gosh. Because you've recently launched your own book. You're a published author. It's crazy. It's available now. Where can people get this? People can get it at Indigo. It's select Indigos, though. So let's just say Indigo Online. Okay. Amazon Online. And select boutiques throughout Toronto, which is kind of exciting. So... Okay, obviously, I I know what the book is about, so yeah, I know what I drove like you to yes, write about it, because yes. I get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, oh, girl, do I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, do you, do you think that your position also kind of empowered you to understand how to get a book out on the, on the market? So, yes. So, for starters, it's called Corkscrewed, and it's the cocktails and confessions of a modern dating girl. And I began writing this well before um, I even held, before I had my own business to take a step back. I worked for an influencer management company. Um, And it was well before I was working for them that I even started writing this book. That being said, I do believe that understanding um, Instagram and understanding understanding the ins and outs of it and mm-hmm. how it really works um, and the temperature of it has helped me sell some books, um, understanding, you know, that there's certain times to post at, understanding right. that um, there's a certain way to engage with people, uh, understanding the importance of reflecting your brand through there. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think it helped. <laughs> <laughs> and do you think, like, because the branding of your book specifically is, like, so dead on. Thanks. Um, everyone go check it out on Instagram. It is at Corkscrewed. But do you think also that knowing how brand, how your audience now, let's say, is a millennial, mm-hmm. um, interacts with brands, that was a part of the planning? I yeah, Like, oh, you're making me blow my cigarettes. <laughs> but absolutely. For example, there's one brand that... Um, I. I also want to say I do. I want to be very careful with you know. Corkscrewed was the book, and the book was my thing, and I was completely fulfilled by writing the book. I'm not looking to become an influencer. No, no, no. Right. But that being said, there are certain you know business um, opportunities that I would love to create for, for myself, sure. and I think that taking a picture with Lola. Every photo shoot that I have yeah. really does help me get to that next, um, my next goal for Corkscrew, which is a wine. And I don't think that there's any, like, there is no negative in that. Like, no, you just know how to just, climb the ladder. So climb the ladder, girl. That's it, man. Crossed. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping. But, um, yeah, and I mean, things have just kind of, like, naturally worked out like that. But, yes, it has helped under being an author with the background that I have. Um, in terms of marketing and stuff like that for the book, it was solely on Instagram and I was able to sell over 3,000 copies. So, and I mean, having influencers promote the book for me as well. Right. 
really helped. So the point of this is why I was coming around to that is that it doesn't always have to be a big brand. No. That comes to you or that you have to be in order to benefit from influencer Local is awesome too. Find that local mom Mm -hmm. um, for that local um, little kids clothing store. Like that is, that is huge. Um, a lot of people are following you because you're regional, you're local, and they want to know, like, where are you eating, where are you shopping? Yeah. Yeah. So how do I become one of your talent? You got to pop out a kid. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so <laughs> not me, specifically, uh, right now. I currently am maxed out. For me, one of the things I really wanted to do was not become just, like, a huge, huge, like, 50-plus talent agency. I wanted to be the one that was managing all of my talent. I don't want to bring in other managers. Um, I have, like, engagement managers, and I've got got a designer that, like, helped me out and stuff, but in terms of point of contact with the influencer, it's me, myself, and I, and it's me with the brand as well, and Mm -hmm. I will not change that. So, I've said from the beginning, I wanted to be coast-to-coast, so I've got someone in Vancouver, and I've got someone in Halifax Yay. And most places in between and um, I would never exceed 10 and I'm at 10 right now but the way that I met each of them was for the most part word of mouth and it was there's a good mix of me reaching out to them being like I'm obsessed with your aesthetic I really think that based on my personal network I can help you mm-hmm. um, let's see what we can do and then I've also had people kind of come to me being like, I know you work with this person. Yeah. I'd really love to work with you too, which is all fine and dandy when things are going great. But then you also realize how small this community is. If things were to go sour, like they all I know, always got to keep on my toes. Yes. Yeah. The moms chat. They know. Yeah. They, they have multiple group chat conversations. Multiple, going multiple on at group all times. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Cheers to that. <laughs> um, okay, well, on that note, let's wrap it up mm-hmm. by, I think I would just like you to kind of give your best advice, I guess, mm-hmm. or thoughts on having a successful brand relationship. I think the best way to have a great brand relationship is for both sides to be willing to compromise somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think coming in with an understanding that there are two things that need to be promoted. It's the influencer's brand and it's the brand that's paying the influencer to promote their brand. So I think that in order to perfectly amalgamate, the two need to understand that you both have objectives. Yes. Yeah. Did that answer your question it at did. all? That's it. It's just understanding and not being too <laughs> stubborn and not too set in your own ways. There is this is a two-way. It's a two-way street. street. Okay, people.